Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Yeah. Sanitize their hands and put on a new one. This is funny. Amy, thanks for this. She said, uh, the security guard in a sports shop, which will remain unnamed, but a very popular one here in Ireland, cut out eye holes in his visor. <laughs> now, was he wearing one of the clear ones that you wear from the top of your head that come down, the big full face covering ones, and just decided, <laughs> decided to funny. cut? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, thanks for those. Oh, eight seven six seven nine seven one four. I have to nominate myself for, uh, you know, wearing flip-flops in the rain and snotting myself. Yeah, you can. Uh, I can also nominate myself for the very stupid comment I made about pregnancy earlier on and mm-hmm. how I thought that, you know, you take a pregnancy test um, when you've had sex nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. Oh, I'm pregnant or delivering it tomorrow. There we go now. Jesus. Very fast, this, isn't it? Well, Amy, said, uh, Amy said, yeah, it was the plastic, the hard plastic ones and it looked like he used a box cutter to cut it too. Mother of God. I just, I mean, we're getting there. I mean, we have to say, at the same time, there's a lot of people doing idiotic things. We're, we're fairly good when it comes to overall uh, compliance and keeping the old virus at bay. And our OR number, our OR number has lowered again today. So that's good news. Heading in the right direction, everyone. So hopefully the masks are going to continue helping with that. More information for uh, COVID-19 resources, fm104.ie. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of ones there. The, the last one I want to... So uh, I'm nominating myself for the flip-flop situation following my hole today. I also got sent in a link to one from a couple of years ago. Nominate this person, a, a 15-year-old boy who... Chinese boy who uh, sold his kidney to buy an iPad and an iPhone. Oh, God. I've heard you about those you, stories before. Isn't that just tragic? Yeah. That that's how desperate someone could be. You don't want to do that. No, you definitely don't want to do that. <sighs> well, listen, there we go. That's why we have this part of the show. So that people like that and so that you can nominate people like that as well. Uh, anyone else you'd like to nominate before the end of the show? Any other idiots you come across in your in your in your human interactions over the next while, let us know. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one oh four. On the way next, very excited to talk to this woman, Lucy Shepherd's her name. She's an adventurer, an explorer, an extreme risk taker. She has uh, hiked up the coldest mountain in the world. She's almost gotten herself killed in the middle of a snowstorm, minus 40 degrees Celsius temperature. Insanity. But she keeps doing it. She absolutely loves it. She's an extreme adventurer and she'll be on to tell you why she does it, um, what's been the most dangerous situation she's ever found herself in and how it all started. She's on the way next here on Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. 
It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here and where or what is the most dangerous thing that you have ever done or a dangerous place you've ever found yourself in? Um, Saoirse, have you, would you be one to kind of go on an adventure into the middle of nowhere and put yourself in, I suppose, life-threatening situations? Now, you know me well enough now that I hate danger, I hate scary things, all of that. Yeah. But in saying that, for my mom's 60th birthday, we all brought her to Tanzania. So we went on a safari, which I never thought I'd do. And I refused to go until the last minute. I wasn't going. That was just the end of it. And now she said she'd disown me if I didn't go. So I did go. And it was. Now, is that one, one of those of fancy most... things in like a fancy zoo where you're in a car and you're all safe and sound? No, no, you're not really safe and sound, to be honest. Um, it was a little bit probably nicer than what some people might be backpacking doing, but we were in a kind of dingy enough car with no windows, no roof, and we we're driving through lion dens. We were approaching elephants that were angry. Like, it was dangerous. It was really I... dangerous. And there was somebody in the car next to us. Um, who had, I can't remember if it was a leopard, some type of animal anyway, that had jumped into the car. Oh, nice. And they all had to stay still. So the thoughts of that, see, I wouldn't be able to stay still. I would panic. <laughs> I would just start crying and that would be the end of You'd me. You'd get everyone killed, Saoirse. Pretty much. Absolutely everyone killed, unfortunately. And listen, let us know if you've done anything similar or what, where's the most dangerous place in the world you've ever wound up being. Because joining us on the line now is somebody whose career and whose life seems to be on adventuring into some of the most remote, dangerous, uh, extreme places all over the world. Delighted to have on the show with us this evening Lucy Shepherd. Lucy, how are things? I'm good, thank you. I'm here in London at the moment, stuck here, but um, it's great to be here. I mean, that can be an extreme dangerous place, you know, <laughs> it, I mean, it could be. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> but, um, right. For, for people who haven't seen the kind of things that you do, how would you describe what you know, what you get up to and what you do? Um, I suppose the easiest way to describe me, um, I mean, it's kind of a, a love-hate relationship with the word, but is an, an adventurer. Um, I mean, I do expeditions all over the world, whether it be high altitude or Arctic or um, most recently um, jungle expeditions to the Amazon. Um, so, yeah, no, I like the more extreme, the more remote and the more that no one has ever heard of, um, the better. And where has this love for travelling come from? Um, I suppose <clears throat> I was always sort of labelled that adventurous child when I was a kid um, and it was just something I took for granted and it wasn't until I sort of hit those teenage years where you, I suppose you lose that childhood spark, the thing that makes you kind of who you are, you're trying to fit in and do everything that your peers does and yep. I think I became aware that I was sort of not living, sort of not being who I really wanted to be and I got very lucky and I saw an advert in the paper and it was an advert looking for 18 to 25 year olds to take part in a scientific Arctic expedition for t uh, 10 10 weeks. Uh, only 10 people were invited and so I, you know, I applied went on this application form, went through interviews and training and fundraising and uh, to my surprise I got in and so off I went at 18 years old and I headed to the Arctic of Svalbard for 10 weeks and it was one of those things that, you know, everyone kind of said, wow, what an amazing once-in-a-lifetime achievement and all I could think of, you know, is if that's once-in-a-lifetime then surely it's all downhill from here. I've peaked too soon. <laughs> <laughs> what next? Um, An office so job the, awaits you next. The adventure of the wireless printer <laughs> dealing with HR. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, I just sort of thought, well, that, that's got to be something that I can do. Um, how can I make that happen um, for the rest of my life? So I went on from that. <laughs> and you've been to some very challenging places and have come across very dangerous animals. <laughs> yes, that's right. Most recently, actually, uh, in the Amazon, uh, one day was very, very in a sketchy situation. And that was 
we're surrounded by jaguars and bushmaster snakes, which are extremely, the things out of nightmares, these snakes. What are they? So the bushmaster snake, um, I, I went to the Amazon with, um, in the end, it was five tribesmen, five Amerindians. I was only meant to go with two, but that's, a, that's another story. <laughs> and uh, just before we left, I was like, you know, guys, what are you, you know, we're completing this very unknown and untouched area, this mountain crossing, you know, what are you most afraid of? And, uh, very certain, you know, Bushmaster snake. I was like, okay, you know, I'm worried about snakes, but tell me, you know, what's so, what's so awful about these snakes? And they, um, they're obviously deadly and they are known to chase humans and they chase you um, and they even wait beneath your hammock to get the warmth off you before striking. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also, which I didn't know until on the day where this very frightening, frightening situation took place, we'd just been near a jaguar that we couldn't see, but it was very close. And suddenly there's this whistle, and this whistle sounds something like some horror movie. And all the guys look absolutely terrified. And I'm thinking, what on earth is that whistle? And um, I say, what is it? He's like, Bushmaster, go. And so these Bushmaster snakes, they make a whistle, which isn't anywhere online that I can tell you. They were making this whistle, and that means they know that they know that you're there, and they're coming to hunt you, and they're coming to get you. And suddenly there were whistles everywhere, and we were we were in a bit of a trouble state at that point. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and if you were kind of bitten by one of these snakes, are you literally left to die? Yeah, I mean, the, the it wouldn't be a very where we were was so remote, and the chance of rescue was almost zero. Um, it would be it would mean uh, actually at that point it was zero because my communication rescue device. Uh, we were in canopy that was so so dense that nothing was getting out. So yeah, it was just we were stuck. We were it would have been would have been it unfortunately, but you kind of have to put that out of your mind in those situations. I imagine a lot of people in that situation would have, one, freaked out, and two, would probably have said, you know what, that's not going to knock the adventure on the head for a while and find a nice little uh, villa in Spain and just do that from now on. But, like, how did you wind up getting out of that situation with the snakes? Because that must have been terrifying. Well, it's one of those things that you kind of, you prepare yourself mentally um, and physically for prior, you know, I had sleepless nights, more worrying about Jaguars, actually, because I'd had a rough thing that had happened two years before with Jaguar. And you, you imagine all, what, how you would feel and what you would do, and it happens, and you almost go out, out of body experience and just get to it and just act professionally. Okay, what we've got to do, like, it's actually happening. You know, I, asked, I almost asked for this because I'm here, and <laughs> <you know, laughs> yeah. I was told this was going to be hard and this was going to be dangerous, so I just have to accept it. And um, no, it's uh, just one of, one of those things. <laughs> And does somebody always have to stay awake during the night to make sure there's no danger? Yeah, that's right. And on that, on that night, we all stayed awake. Uh, we had three <laughs> fires going. Um, so every night in the jungle, you have a fire going because wild yeah. animals don't particularly like fires. But yeah, that night, three, three going. <laughs> So it was it was not a fun not a fun night, but that was kind of the making of our whole team. Uh, we had it was just me and the five Amerindians. Yet one of the guys was from a different tribe to the others, and at just that first, there was a little bit of tension. There was a little bit of perhaps too much testosterone, and me having to you know break down and <laughs> diffuse some yeah. tension and all that sort of stuff. But after that happened, you know, we became very very strong as a team, and kind of knew we could do the rest of this mountain crossing that we were doing. What, um, you mentioned you had a bit of a rough run-in with a jaguar uh, previously to this too. Do you mind ex explaining more about what happened with that? Yeah, so um, in 2014, I first went uh, to the jungles of Guyana and um, I'd been doing, you know, I think I was only I was only 22 or 23 or so, 
then um, but I'd been doing a lot of cold stuff up until then but the jungle was something I mean as a kid you dream of the jungles don't you all the wildlife and the fruits and the mm. trees and you know this lush lush greenery but I found as soon as I got there it was nothing like that you know it's dark it's um, damp it's, it's just you're very very vulnerable and everything has some sort of defense mechanism and it was the first night with I was with two Amerindians this night and it was a month-long trip. And um, I'd, sort of, I'd met someone just before I went to the jungle who had warned me about jaguars. And they'd warned me and they said, you know, did you know there's some senile jaguars around? Senile? I was like, yeah, they've been taking kids from um, the, playing outside their villages. They've been taking cows and ha- cattle. Wow. And I thought, okay, okay. And then he explained, you know, they have these saber-toothed teeth and they don't go for the throat like a lot of cats. They go for the, the head, the skull, and they pierce their pierce their bri- the prey, prey's brain and all this sort of lovely stuff. And he went on to show me what they sound like on YouTube. So he played me this clip and I said, OK, thank you. You're you know, going off to the jungle and you just put that in my head. <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, here I am in the night in the jungle on the first night in the hammock and suddenly I hear this noise and it's like, this noise, I'm like, it must be, it must be a frog, it's got to be a frog or a monkey or something like that. And then this, this happens again and it's, it's coming closer and it's circling around me and it's somewhere here and it's then behind me and it's further away and it's here and everywhere. And then I start to realise what this is <laughs> and my heart is pumping and I'm sweating and I'm sort of, I can't scream because... I'm too nervous. The guys have put their, t- their hammocks too far away from me. They wouldn't hear me anyway. And so I just sort of say my goodbyes and all of this. And this goes on for hours. And I realised basically that I've got this small pen knife. I've got no- in the jungle, you take machetes and you take bows and arrows. Mm. And they're all outside my hammock. But the the pen knife that I've got is in my shirt pocket. So very, very, very carefully, I reach into my shirt pocket, open up the Swiss Army knife and try not to move too much because that would be like taunting a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then I open this up and I put it uh, above my head because I thought, hey, if, if it is what I think it is, then I'll strike it in the mouth. And um, this, I just clenched this thing all night. And just before sun, the sun comes up, it, this huge kerfuffle happens beneath my hammock and then I, I feel things underneath my hammock and then it disappears off into the bush and I sort of breathe a sigh of relief and I go over to the Amerindians in the morning, explain what I'd heard and one of them, he's a very silent man um, doesn't speak much English at all comes over to where I am, looks down at the ground, looks up at me and then just nods his head and says, Jaguar and that was the first night so I sort of <laughs> that was my whole reason almost of going back again this year was to get over the Jaguar fear, which I most definitely did. And now, it's, now you know, Bushmasters are the ones to be wary of now. Good God. Incredible. Have you had any other kind of near-death experiences, I guess? <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, there's always worrying situations in the mountains where which you just, I mean, you go to the mountains, you try and do calculated risks as much as you can and you try and control the situations. But there's just, I'm sure, you know, you just, can't control everything and whether it be falling down crevasses which are big big holes in the ground whether in the glacier or getting altitude sickness and I almost had the start of a strike one day and luckily was saved by my teammate (laughs) just getting down the mountain as quick as possible and you know I've been up up at those altitudes much higher but just some days you just don't know how your body's going to react so yeah no it can be you (laughs) you have to accept that you go into these things and 
you get, you know, you can plan and plan and plan, but sometimes you just don't know what's coming. God, I mean, I'm just sweating here listening to you recount the story of those <laughs> things. It must be something completely different when, when you're in this situation. But um, one of the things I wanted to chat to you about is I love the fact that you've gone to so many of the coldest places in the world because my, <laughs> myself and Saoirse, uh, one thing we can never agree on is the aircon temperature temperature when we're in the studio. <laughs> I, I like it absolutely frozen and she's more of a like turn into a sauna so we always yeah, Lucy forget the animals I would die before anything with the cold <laughs> <laughs> but um you've been to you know I know you've been climbing up like the world's coldest mountain and how I don't be very difficult to describe how cold that is but like, was it painfully cold because I always think I'd love this I'd love mm. to go to some of the coldest places in the world but imagine when you get there it's like you know there's risks of frostbite and everything else but how mm. what was that experience like it's something that you don't really know until you get there and then you realize that you're going to be like that so there's sort of there's a dangerous cold which you know is happening if you've had a bit of cold weather experience where things you know i guess cells are dying and things like that but then there's a you are cold constantly so after denali which is the, the mountain up in alaska and it's, it's known well we had we were stuck in our tent for a, with a storm for two whole weeks meanwhile it was like minus 40 degrees celsius and 90 mile an hour winds outside so we couldn't move anywhere it'd be a death wish and i came back after that and i think it took me about a month or two months to warm up <laughs> it's that bad like um you know i was people always think oh you must be really good in the in the cold but when you come back to the uk uh you just want to be near the fire the whole time because you really are just like thawing out and there was one night in on that mountain where we just exhausted ourselves we were only a four-man team or four-person team and um we'd sweated a lot and of course sweat is bad in, in the cold and um we'd had a, a sort of seeing off with the food that we were making and we just went to bed without eating enough and that night was just absolutely you know we were wearing everything all the high class top gear so we had nothing else there all in our sleeping bag and we really didn't know if we were going to wake up that night or that morning so it was quite a here we go <laughs> but it, it can when it gets painful and when it gets um sort of really feels like daggers then then you worry and then you have to do something about it <laughs> The only thing, the coldest I have ever been was uh, sleeping in a tent at a music festival here in the middle of an open field. And um, it was at an electric picnic. And I've never experienced anything as cold mm. and couldn't get any warmth in at all. And that was only, yeah. I don't know, that probably wasn't even below zero, to be honest with you. But it it's a different cold, isn't it? It's a different cold, as, as everyone and will say. I've been yeah, absolutely so freezing in the Lake District, <laughs> like, where it, like if you're up in the Arctic areas and the high mountains, it's often a, a dry cold. Um, but if, it, if you're damp or wet in any way, like Iceland's a hor horrendous cold, um, and it's, it's hits you much harder in warmer conditions. Yeah, I've only yeah. done that once, and uh, like the coldest I was, I was, I was filming uh, a scene in a castle, and I had to wear a bikini. Oh. <laughs> that was freezing. But I know it was in a castle, so it was kind of covered. But like. It was January, so you can imagine oh, yeah. how freezing cold oh. that was. I nearly died, honestly, oh. of the cold. Um, but I what do your family it. make of, of you doing this? To start with, I think they thought it was a phase. <laughs> now, now they know that, I mean, they see the footage of me uh, when I come back. Um, and I, I know myself, I can't replicate the smile that I have on these trips. Even if it's a nervous smile, I can't be that way in normal society. So I think, I mean, I... Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love, I live in London and I love city life, but um, I like the contrast. But I, yeah, I think they realise I need it um, in order, you know, it's a part of me and I'm lucky enough to have found that early on, I suppose. And I think a lot of people maybe haven't found it yet. 
we're looking and I'm very keen to sort of, it may not be outdoors or adventures, but I think that having these experiences and these personal challenges and physical challenges can help people um, open their mind and open their eyes to what actually they do want to be doing and what they want to take sacrifices doing um, in order to have that same smile themselves. I I imagine, uh, obviously with the lockdown, you haven't been able to get away for for the last couple of months, whatever, but is there anything else planned for the future, if, you know, when things kind of get back to normal, you might be able to travel or whatever. Is there any trip you have on the cards? Yeah, I mean, a few. I had two expeditions postponed. Um, I, I actually, uh, sometimes I guide up in the Arctic to take people who have never done um, this sort of thing um, with a company called Terjlida. Um, they were both postponed, so we're happy having to do more of those next year. Um, but also, after a such successful jungle expedition, Earlier this year, um, I'm now planning something much bigger, like five times as bigger, with hopefully the same team, so the same guys um, as before. And uh, yeah, it's very, very ambitious, but it's taking a lot of planning. All I'm hearing is extra danger. <laughs> <laughs> extra danger, extra reward, I think. But uh, a lot of a lot of calculated, you know, is this possible? Um, stuff to be going on. You're going to be bringing the jaguars and the snakes to the Arctic and just creating <laughs> the most dangerous environment uh, humanly possible. Uh, but listen, uh, Lucy, I, I'm sure you have got um, like amazing stories that you could talk for hours and I'd love to chat to you for a while, but unfortunately we have to uh, wrap it up. Can you just give a quick plug to your uh, website? I highly recommend go checking it out because all of the photos and, and adventures and trips that you've done are up there. But just what's the um, web address there? Uh, it's uh, Lucy Shepherd, uh, like the sheep, Lucy lucyshepherd.net and then I'm on Instagram I'm Lucy Shepherd. Lucy Shepherd on Instagram well uh, listen Lucy thanks very much for that I'll try and convince Saoirse to maybe one day we could take the show up to the Arctic Circle and just do it from there for the crack um, oh, absolutely I'll prove how I've, great it is up there <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to go. get over the fact that he's tried to make me have a cold shower which I was able to accomplish <laughs> oh, so. well done they're, they're great for you we'll see, start with see, that see there you go see there you go right baby steps we'll get up there soon enough anyway uh, Lucy <laughs> thanks a million for popping on FM104 this evening and very best of luck on the uh, open coming trips. Pleasure. Thank you very much. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Feature called Clairvoyant and Psychic Sirtia's Guide to the Future. <laughs> Ooh, so freaky and creepy. Oh, so spooky. Now, I should point out that, listen, I am, unfortunately, the, uh, Radio Award submissions were today, so I will not be able to put in that audio header, that introduction that I made, and that our actual audio engineer, which is a shame, because I know he's probably having convulsions about airing that. <laughs> it's fine. Look, you tried. God loves a trier. Spooky. Very okay. spooky. <laughs> put, put your, you need to put your spooky voice on, Saoirse. Ooh, spooky. Is that better? It's a little weird. Yeah, that'll do. Your psychic voice. So um, myself and Saoirse have decided to tap into our psychic powers for your benefit because, as you know, in these uncertain uncertain times, um, we, no one has a clue what's going to happen. No one has a clue your, what's in store for anyone. That's your favourite phrase. Uncertain times? Yeah. Going to make a cocktail called uncertain times and in you just blindfold the barman times. and you just let him put whatever into it because you've no idea what's going on. In these uncertain times. No, you might not have a clue what's going on in your future, right? We can't even plan. You can't even know whether you should be booking a holiday for September, October, December, 
next year what's going on so if you have any questions about your future that you would like us to have answered we have tapped into our psychic powers it's clairvoyant Cormac and it's psychic Saoirse this evening for you doing readings live on the air and uh, we've got psychic tools with us Saoirse you have a magic eight ball I have a magic eight ball right here yeah I have um, some tarot cards and also I have uh, a two euro coin uh, just in case we need to just decide your life on the flip of a coin so listen 87 what do you need to know about what would you like to know about your future in these uncertain times let us know and we'll have it answered for you okay so the first one we got um, a message in a little bit earlier on from Laura Laura what's the story and she wants to know will I get a new job offer well Laura don't worry about it. I'm going to hand this one over to Psychic Saoirse with her magic eight ball and see, will Laura get a new job offer? Um, Laura, can you just hang on two seconds? Because you know when you're using your magic eight ball and yeah. um, sometimes there's an ad that comes up just before it. So anyway, yeah, yeah. we're going to do it now. It's, it's all good to go now, okay? Here we go. The answer is... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss <clears throat> okay here we go I have no idea well for you, Laura. I have no idea is the answer oh I'm so sorry that, that is literally what has come up I have no idea listen sometimes the magic eight ball listen Laura you've been told that f- for a reason this is how psychics we allow this. So uh, the magic eight ball has said, I have no idea. That's what it said? So, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, that. That might be what she needs to hear. Yeah. You know? Th- a little bit exactly of uncertainty. The, everything happens for a reason, Laura. Yeah. Okay? So the magic eight ball doesn't know. Has so no idea. The Literally. universe is planning something else. Yeah. There we go. All right, so that was the first one. Amy, good evening. Amy Corcoran has said, can I have a reading about my future... When will I move out from my parents? Well, you currently live in Dublin, so the average age now is uh, 52. Just with the current, <laughs> the current situation that everyone's living in at the moment, 52. Um, and you won't be retiring until you're 98 either. So it'll be a fun few years. That'll be fun. 
Okay, can I have a reading about my future? When will I move out from my parents? Amy, I feel as if this is more of a tarot card situation as opposed to a uh, magic eight ball. So, Sirsha, would you like to... Should I pick one tarot card or three? Oh, I think you should pick three. Oh, God, we're going all out here now. I do. My God, right, here we go. So the three is going to be about your past, present and future. So, Amy, this might give you a little bit of uh, insight into where we're going and what we're doing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, it's not looking good, is it? The first card, Amy, is the death flip card. So this is an upside-down dead skeleton. Oh, that's never good. It sounds bad. Amy, it sounds bad, but what this really means is that you have, um, your past has died and that you have, you know, drawn a line in the sand and you're going to be reborn in a new way, in a new complicated way. Okay, now here's the card for your present. It's an upside down devil. Listen, it, it seems to me, Amy, that your life is all over the place at the moment. Everything seems to be turned upside down. Maybe because of the pandemic. Everything's been turned on its head. You got the devil flip card. <laughs> uh, and then the third and final card about your future. This is what you want to know about. Are you going to move out from your parents? What? what mother of God, you got an upside down magician. <sighs> what does that mean? So listen. You have drawn the death card in reverse in your past, so you need to be prepared for abrupt and a complete change of circumstances. So that's good. Is it? I mean, you're going to change. Maybe you're you're going to be kicked out, Amy. Maybe they're just going to have enough of you and go, listen, get out. And then you'll have moved out. Uh, The devil in reverse card, it's a very potent and fascinating card. This has come up for you because it is time for you to explore some things that you were probably taught to view as evil or shameful. I don't know if you're in a very religious house, but maybe this is saying if you move out, maybe this is why you want to move out. This is what I'm picking up, Amy. You want to move out because you'd like to do more bold things with more boys or girls. (laughs) Filth. Everyone needs to do it at some time in their lives, okay? Uh, Upside down magician. Here's what your last card about your future is. Is confusion, hesitation, and an inability to make decisive choices as other areas that may make you feel stressed. So, Amy, you got to ask yourself, is this down to external situations or have you just not, like, bit the bullet here yet and decided to move out? So, Amy, I hope that's confused you to the point where you actually forgot what the initial question was, but that's your psychic reason. Well, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, it's sounds kind legit. of hopeful. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We have a, a message in here from Megan. Uh, <laughs> and this one, I think, Sergio, this is more of a Magic 8-Ball one, okay? When will Ben... Or will Ben get his own car by next year or will we keep using his mammy's car? <laughs> um, okay, now... Nothing wrong with using the L1's car, but this is over to you, Sergio, for the magic Will he ball. get a new car next year? Okay. Um, by <gasps> next year, yep. Great news, Ben. Yes, for sure. Oh, look there at that. There you go now. Absolutely, you're definitely going to get an, a, a new car next year all by yourself. And will, will you ask the same, can we ask the same thing of, will, will Megan bother getting a car as well? Will Megan get a car as well? Let's see. Um, don't ask. Oh, is that what it says? That's what it says. Don't ask. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, okay. isn't it, Megan? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Right. Um, okay, a few other ones here. Uh, should I pack in my full-time job, which is very well paid, but I hate my manager, and open up an OnlyFans account selling pictures of my feet... <laughs> To weirdos. Do you know what? I've been there. I, yep. It enters my head daily because I, I was offered money for my feet before. 
and that was just off a listener. They offered right. decent money. Then I got offered money for my feet to be massaged. Remember, to come into studio and they'd massage my feet in front yeah. of you and they'd pay me 150 oh, oh God, per yeah. foot, which was beautiful. I mean, I was all for it until you told me, you know, that that was highly inappropriate. Um, I would definitely say give up your job and sell pictures of your feet to weirdos on the internet. That's just me. Yeah, that's- that's what Psychic Searcher has said. I think this one is a, like a coin flip. This is pretty much 50-50. Should you pack in your job? Now, listen, you won't be able to uh, pay for any of your bills. And if you have a mortgage or anything like that, that's going to be a bad time. So you really got to take this with a pinch of salt to the person who sent this in. So listen, uh, heads you should quit and tails you shouldn't quit, right? Here we go. I've got a euro coin. Heads is going to be the euro sign and tails is the obviously the opposite sign. Should you pack in your full-time job, which is well paid, and and instead open up an OnlyFans account selling pictures of your feet? <laughs> heads says you should quit. I'm sorry, it's after landing yes! on heads. Yes! I swear to God. Psychic Sertia knows. Look, there you're going to be much happier. You're going to have to just literally have a good camera and keep your feet clean. You'll make a huge amount of money sitting at home, in your bed, doing whatever you want. Few, few minutes a day and you'd be making thousands. Yeah. Brilliant idea. Okay. Fair play to you. Now, I have uh, one in here from Trish who said, should I reschedule my holiday I've booked in September? It's to France, so not on the green list yet. Oh, a serious question. Very serious question. Now, we are psychics and we're only doing what we're told here. Yeah, we so are this psychics. Is not, this is not radio searching Cormac talking. This is psychics. So listen, um, should you res- should you reschedule your holiday, Trish? Uh, that's kind of a, I would say so, that's a magic eight ball question. Yeah, it is. Yeah, just sh- I've just shook it there. Lovely. It simply has come back. Yes. Well, th- there you go, Trish. So you Life should sorted. reschedule your holiday. If it's not on the green list, obviously you're not meant to be there. Magic eight ball says so. I'm pretty sure that this is the way Michal Martin and Leo and Simon Harris just plan everything. In government. Oh, definitely, yeah. Should we cut taxes for... Uh, yeah, go on. Happy days. Um, okay, so listen, if there's anything else in the last few minutes here while we're doing psychic readings live on the radio, if you would like anything at all uh, answered, any questions at all answered, 87 Megan has messaged back in saying, the magic eight ball knows I can't drive. See? Psychics. Oh, yeah. Works. Maybe Works, it is true. <clears throat> Um, a random a random message in here from Rebecca Rebecca McGonagall how's you she says uh, I don't even know if this is related to it but she just says can I talk on the phone tomorrow night uh, you haven't really said what you want to talk about Rebecca but you know what this is again I think another magic 8 ball scenario and situation to be in can so Saoirse can Rebecca talk tomorrow night on, on the, the radio yeah no Ooh. I'm so sorry Rebecca it says no this is not me saying that. This is the it's Magic 8-Ball who is absolutely having none of this. No, you cannot. Yeah, the Magic 8-Ball. Okay, um, a, a message in here now from Taylor. Is it Taylor or Luke? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I'm going into first year and I'm very nervous because none of my friends are going. And they're going to a different school and I'm afraid that I won't make any new friends. Ah, oh, no. Do you know what? Just so uh, listen. All, all psychics aside here for a second, honestly, you barely remember anyone from primary school. All your friends are made in secondary school. So don't worry about it. That's just me coming in and then through my psychic. You go to, then you go to college or you start work when you're 18 or 19 and you forget all of your secondary school mates. You do, absolutely, yeah. And then you continue that cycle on with every job you get. You just 
you know, blank everyone you used to work with and just create new friends the whole time. And then you live your life knowing loads of people and having no friends. Yeah, you're an empty (laughs) shell of a person going through life. It's the way it's done. All right, don't buy into this stuff, you you know. Anyway, um, I think this is more maybe of a a tarot card reading kind of situation here. Uh, I think so, yeah. Slash Luke. Well, I think it's Luke. Um, so let's see. The card I've picked for you. Ooh, temperance. I don't know what that means. But let's have a little look what this tarot card means. So you've drawn the temperance card. Apparently, this will bring a couple of words of advice. Careful consideration, patience, moderation, adaptation, and self-control need to be your watchword. So don't just buddy up with any old pal you meet on the first day. All right? Don't just randomly say, oh, you're, you're beside me in the line. Happy days. Because you could be beside... The wrong types of people. You might be beside the nerds. You don't need that in your life. No. No. So it says be patient. This card means you need to be patient. It's it's the temperance card. You need to be patient. You'll have to bring... Oh, look at this. You'll have to bring two opposites together and blend them carefully. Yeah, maybe that means, you know, like, don't judge them off the bat. Maybe you think they're a nerd or they're not the type of person that you'd usually hang around with and then suddenly you find out they're really nice people. No, judge them. You don't get that nice until you're at least 28. No way you don't. You're going into your judgy phase. You're a hormonal teenager. Go with it. And at least then, in a few years' time, you'll get to look back at how how wrong you were. But you can't be yeah. old and wise if you weren't young and stupid. All right? That's true. That's very true. Oh, here's an important one. Ed, what's the story, sir? Ed just wants to know, uh, will I win the lottery if I buy a ticket? Oh, wow. That's, a, that's an eight-ball question. Hang on now. That's an eight-ball question, yeah. So, in from Ed, financial, what's going oh, about his financial Oh, future? wow. This is exactly what it says. The answer is yes. Oh, Ed. Ed, go buy yourself go a lot ticket. And will you let us know if you win? And see if and our... if you do uh, win, you should share it with us, like. Of course, yeah. It'll probably only be four euro now, but you'll still win, Ed. Let us know. Go buy that lottery ticket. Always play responsibly. But according to the psychic magic eight ball this evening here in room 104, it's looking good. The answer good. is yes. It's looking good. So, listen, if you have any other questions that you want answered by uh, Clairvoyant Cormac or Psychic well, hang on now. on the show. Hang on. We never answered mine. Sorry, 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 sorry. Will I still be living alone with my cat in 10 years' time? Yes. <laughs> You're not the eight ball. I'm going to shake it now, okay? Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Hang on. You're, you're, the psychic system, you can't give yourself a reading. It doesn't work like that. Okay. I will give you a reading. You give me a reading. Would you like uh, one card or three? Oh, I'll have to have three. Oh, wow. You'll have to have three. Right. Have to. Here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> three cards. Let's pick your first card f- representing your past, Saoirse. <laughs> you, you've got an upside-down empress. That makes sense, yeah. Your, your present card is an angel <laughs> blowing a big horn. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. It's the judgment card. It's the judgment card. And it's <laughs> an angel blowing two-handedly a big horn. Let's see what your future card holds for you. It's the angel with the big horn except upside down. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so there's not a lot going to change, Sisha. You're just going to be at it. You just might be trying new positions. Two hands and a big horn. Oh, wow. Still on the big horn. That's nice to know, though. Right. So let's go into this. The empress that you picked, the upside-down empress, okay? It's a reverse card, which is indicates 
The original meaning is still present in the reading, but somehow the energy is thwarted, hidden, reversed, or repressed. So something in your past has been thwarted or repressed, Saoirse. My God. Uh, The present one. Here's the big hornblower one, okay? Um, The card's name is the Judgment. It is the 20th card of the Major Arcana. It represents clarity of judgments and decisions in life. And it means the end of a phase after which you can look back and make a clear evaluation of past events. Okay. So the answer is so, yes, I will be living with my cat in 10 years time. It says, listen, money and professional recognition will come to you very soon. But looking towards your future is the judgment card in reverse. So this means you're going to, your delays and decisions and disappointments in the situation you had built your hopes up for. <clears throat> so this is what we're getting to. You had hoped to not be dying alone with your cat in 10 years' time. Unfortunately, turns out that it may be a little bit longer than 10 years, Saoirse. So time stops <laughs> Will my cat still be alive in 10 years? Listen, it says it, it's going to be a confusing time ahead for you. It's going to lead to you experiencing fear, the fear of change, the fear of illness, the fear of nearly everything. And <laughs> another sign of this card is that you will monitor your self-doubt and guilt over past mistakes. So it sounds like you're in for a rocky... <laughs> Rocky few years ahead, Saoirse. I hope I um, completely have my bottle of wine, my responsible glass of wine that I'll have by my bedside. <sighs> well, there we go. <laughs> and my cat. <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot here this evening. I hope you've solved all of your problems. We're here now for the next couple of weeks while this COVID-19 mayhem is still here and no one knows anything that's going on anymore. So if you would like a reading by Clairvoyant Cormac or Psychic Saoirse with our tarot cards, magic eight balls and coin flippings. Let us know. Ed has said he wants to know if he'll win the lotto. The magic eight ball said you would, Ed. He said, if I win, at least 25% is yours. Thank you, Ed. We appreciate that. You've sent that in text form. There is proof of that. It has been witnessed. So if it is 100 million, (laughs) we will be wanting 25 million each and we will legally hold you to that. Uh, Listen, any (laughs) other quick ones? Uh, 0876797104. We'll see if we can get to them. I just... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. There's been various different pieces of information published by the government on where you're allowed to travel, but please don't travel. There's a green list. There's, I don't know, even if there is a red list. And then there was stuff about staying in Ireland. There might be tax breaks. What's going on? First of all, we had to hit, we have to play our Catherine Thomas travel music. Oh, yes. Trying to clear up some of the confusion around your travel, around your holidays, around what in the name of God is going on. We have recruited from our news department late at night when he probably wants to be in bed. Let's call a spade a spade. Mr. Daniel Pitcher, dancer, how are things? I was nearly going to bed. (laughs) I'd nearly forgotten. Dan is sitting in his room with his pajamas on and his hair up in a towel, just waiting. He's already had his hot milk and his cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. So, so listen, another thing. um, Obviously, yesterday was the green list of countries. Today was something about a stimulus package, cutting VAT rates, giving people tax pack. Uh, What's going on, Dan? Yeah, I feel a little bit under pressure now to clear it up for you because, I mean, I still still think it's awfully confusing. Yes, yeah, so basically, so yeah, so this stimulus package was announced by government earlier on this afternoon. Basically, what they're trying to get is obviously, you know, they, they don't want anybody to travel, so why in the hell would yeah. they publish a list of places they, you could go to? But anyway, um, so they, they want you to stay in the country and if you're, you're doing your staycation. So everybody, to be fair to them, they're doing their staycations. They're going off to Kerry, they're going off to court, they're going off to wherever um, to, 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 to try and relax there for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um 
this doesn't kick in until October time. Oh. Um, now, my my take on that is that by October time, okay, hopefully the schools will have gone back because parents will be pulling their hair, hair out of their heads now trying to send their kids back to school. Um, so by uh, October time, people will be back in school. They reckon that the most of everybody will be back in work, that nobody will kind of be like, kind of, you know, hanging around like they were during lockdown and so on. Um, and that tourism won't be as much in demand, obviously, because people can't come into the country either uh, without doing their quarantine for 14 days. So they're trying to give, they're trying to give, I suppose, the economy and, and the sort of the tourism sector a little bit of a shot in the arm um, to encourage people maybe to, to do a little bit of a break, in, you know, around October, November time. Um, so what they're doing is if you can spend about, uh, you know, 600 quid on accommodation and food, you'll get 125 euro back. So this is all part um, of the, the 7 billion euro plan, I suppose, to give uh, the economy, um, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a shot in the arm. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.